This is the Painless Health Podcast. This is your host, Dr. Avi. Living painlessly and in good health is our goal. We are here to help you get there. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Now let's have some fun and let's get painless. This is Dr. Ram Shivani welcoming you to the Painless Health Podcast. Today we're going to talk about post-COVID-19 syndrome, also known as PASC. PASC has a very long, it's a long name actually, post-acute sequelae of SARS-CoV-2 infection. And in California itself, we have over 3 million cases of PASC. That's an estimate from the AAPMNR website called the PASC website. If you look up PASC and numbers, you'll find out how many people are in your state or in your county. Now, this is only applicable to the United States. But in any case, there are a lot of people with PASC. And I- it's a very interesting condition in the sense that there are a lot of people that have this. And we know a lot more than we did initially, but not a tremendous lot. So it's also been called post-COVID condition, long COVID-19, long haul COVID-19, and then we just talked about PASC. It is an infection, the infection for this condition may not be very severe. It may just be a little tiny infection, you feel like you're slightly sick, and then afterwards you have all the sequelae of that. Who gets it? Well, it is approximately anywhere from I think they said about 50% of people will have some acute swellings uh, or some acute symptoms will have some symptoms that are residual at one year. There are several studies that show that. And one in five patients with these symptoms are not treated well. So what happens is that within within one year, 50% of people or one half of people have some residual symptoms from a COVID-19 infection. And and 88% of people do return to work at regular working hours, but 12% of people do not return to work after having COVID. That's a heck of a lot of people. So we've worked on this for the past two years now, and I think we made a lot of headway, but we still have a long way to go. So post-COVID syndrome, most people, or 25% of people, have increased pain of some sort. And since I'm a pain physician, you know, this is really important to me. Most people can have joint pain, can have chest pain, can have what we call tachycardia or increased heart rate, digestive symptoms, blood clots, changes in the menstrual cycle for women. Neurological manifestations uh, include loss of taste of s- and smell, cephalgia, which is also a headache, dizziness. And then there's some more severe conditions, including neuropsychological disorders, ischemic stroke, and encephalitis. So COVID-19 does get to the brain through the nose, and there are what we call ACE2 receptors that actually get into the brain cells. And this can cause these types of neuronal injuries. It can also go into the blood cells using these ACE2 receptors. That's how COVID-19 gets into, into the brain. So patients with post-COVID-19 syndrome or PASC are not being recognized. They're being told by physicians and other people, oh, it'll go away, it's a temporary thing. 
you know, you have a little cough, oh well. But it really is not something that goes away and it can be pretty dis disabling. And in fact, the ADA now considers post-COVID syndrome or long COVID a disability. So post-COVID syndrome is more common in African-Americans and Hispanics, more common in women, and more common in patients who have a history of autoimmune disease. It is not being treated very well for this group of patients. And there's a huge disparity in who gets treated for post-COVID compared to who doesn't. So underinvested groups are being treated less aggressively. People with race differences, sex differences, physical and mental ability, etc. They're not getting occupational therapy. They're not getting physical therapy as much as people that are not considered minorities. So it's very important to realize from the physician perspective that biases are very important in COVID and post-COVID, which has been the case since the beginning. People with COVID were getting treated less and were ending up in the hospital more often and actually getting sicker. So this is something that we need to think about as physicians. And if you do have conditions that are like that or you know, COVID related, you, you should go out and try to get some treatment. So how to avoid post-COVID syndrome is a little bit difficult because COVID is so ubiquitous. And I think almost everybody I know has gotten COVID at some point. And, but the best way to avoid it is not to get it. And right now we have great vaccinations. So you can get vaccinated and that can help avoid uh, COVID. Now, it's not going to prevent it completely, but it may prevent your case of getting more severe. I did say earlier that patients with just simple COVID that don't even get very severe may also get post-COVID syndrome. But the key point here is that even if you do get or the chances of getting post-COVID syndrome is much higher with someone that gets more severe disease than someone that doesn't get severe disease. So it's important to get vaccinated, isolate from patients, get treated with Paxlovid if you're at high risk, and there are monoclonal antibodies that can be given as well to avoid COVID. There are many other post-COVID treatments that we haven't even looked at, so one of the things, Paxlovid, which is a treatment for COVID, can also be a treatment for post-COVID, but we haven't even looked into it. There is, the, There are some treatments, including modafinil, that I've worked with for patients with post-COVID because the symptoms are similar to any autoimmune disease and can be beneficial. There are funding opportunities for post-COVID, including treatment, including different clinics that can be post-COVID clinics, as well as other opportunities for post-COVID syndrome. So here's the key thing. Now, for patients that have post-COVID, I usually try to treat them aggressively and, and catch it early because I feel as though if we catch it early, patients usually do better. Now, patients usually do end up doing okay, and the symptoms, even the post-COVID symptoms, are self-limited. But there are some patients that still don't get adequately treated and continue to have issues with post-COVID even years later. I do have patients like this in my clinic. The resources are limited, especially now, and increasing in, in treatment for PATH could allow for funding and better patient outcomes. And this is important for us physicians. But I think that 
everybody should recognize that if we have something like Hirschfeld syndrome, we should be treating it aggressively and well. So again, post-COVID syndrome, really under-recognized by physicians, and we are not using the right types of treatments yet because we don't know them, but we should be treating it more aggressively. Thank you again for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. I hope to be on this a lot more. I'm going to try to start a nice little YouTube channel, which I haven't started working on yet, but it's going to be starting soon. So look out for that. And again, thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. This is your friendly host, Dr. Ron Fernandez. Send me an email at info at painlessnx.com. And I look forward to seeing you very, very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Painless Health Podcast. I hope the information that has been given to you has been useful. Of course, I am a physician, but not yours. So please go see your physician for medical advice and further information about any of the topics you've heard today. Thank you again, and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.